chapter number 8, verse number 11. One verse. How about that? This morning we read a chapter and a half and more and lots of verses. And tonight, one verse. That's it. One verse. Ecclesiastes 8, 11. <clears throat> because sentence against an evil work... <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, right away, immediately, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Thank you, God, for this, your word. I pray that you tonight make it shine to us again in our hearts, in our minds. Lord, we need you to speak to us. Lord, I personally, I just have to thank you as pastor here for giving us such great services where you show up, you really do, and you, you make a difference in hearts and lives. And, you, and you, even though I'm the preacher and sometimes I'm actually bringing the word of God to others, you speak to me with that very word. It's a two-edged sword, I guess. And so, Lord, I, I just thank you for that. I thank you for making a difference in our hearts and our lives. Lord, I pray that you would tonight again help us to see some uh, truth in your word here, the principles that are available right here in this wisdom so that we can understand and we can gauge and that we can live our lives in accordance in faith in trusting you. So, Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Help us tonight again and be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. <clears throat> We've heard the false charges between a scoffer or maybe an atheist and God that goes something like this. If God really existed, and if he was indeed sovereign, remember we dealt with the sovereignty of God when we were going through Calvinism. Sovereign means he's in charge. He's, he's, he is in control. Now, if God is in control, if he is sovereign, and if he really does exist, then he could stop me from doing evil. He could put an end to injustice if he wanted to. If there was some injustice, boom, he could... Put it down right there. If he wanted to, if he was God, if he was holy, if he was powerful, then why doesn't God just immediately take care of wickedness? And that's a charge. It's a charge by an atheist that will say, see, there is no God. You remember the story of the, uh, um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, down in the turn of the century, 19-something, where they were holding these rallies, and it was uh, kind of like an atheist rally, a, 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 an agnostic rally, where uh, the uh, scoffer gets in front of a crowd of unbelievers and he says, there is no God, and I'm going to prove that there is no God. Watch this. God, if you're up there, I deny you. I say that you don't exist. I blaspheme your name. I, I'm denying that you even exist. If you really are there, you all are all-powerful, then step on me. Right now, just step on me. Challenging God. And of course, nothing happened. After a few seconds, it says, therefore, I've just proven to you there is no God. 
until one little old lady, she stood up and said, Sonny, it doesn't prove that there is no God. That just proved that God don't step on worms. <laughs> you know, when, when we're talking about <clears throat> if God does or does not come through and put an end to evil right away, why doesn't he? I mean, that's, a, that's a good question that we all have, especially, especially if you're the one that, that faced the brunt of the evil. If somebody stole something from you, if somebody assaulted you, if somebody abused you in any way, and, and you say, where is God? Why didn't God stop that? Or why doesn't God stop the, the evil? Why doesn't God just step in and make things right? Is he ever going to make things right? Well, he is. But he doesn't do it on our timetable. You remember the, the verse? Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Immediately. Now, in the... the uh, uh, millennial kingdom, we're told that Jesus is going to be ruling from the throne of David in Israel with an iron rod, put down all opposition immediately. For a thousand year reign, it's going to be God's way. There's not going to be putting up with all of this junk and garbage and everything else that we see in, in life today. It's not going to happen. But right here, right now, this is where we are. We're in this dispensation. We're in this time where people can, seem to be getting away with evil. While such a blatant charge of God's lack of action or absence may not come in such a condescending, condescending way as the atheist that charges there is no God, it does come in multiple forms. I mean, looking at our <coughs> the justice system, the, the, the justice of the universe. If you're an author, then it's called poetic justice. You know, poetic justice is, is where somebody gets their up and comings. You know, there's all kinds of YouTube videos about, uh, what do they call it? Um, immediate justice or instant karma. Instant karma. Yeah, there's one who's very, <laughs> I love those. I love those watching instant karma things, you know, where somebody does something that's really stupid and bad and they're, you know, and they should get it and boom, they get it right there. You say, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when, when, you, when you don't see instant karma take place, and you're looking at a justice system that seems like bad people get away with junk. Why is that? And it, doesn't, it feels like it's not right. Because God's given us a, a sense of right and wrong, man knows this is off kilter. In a system where sometimes it, it sure looks like evil triumphs. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about somebody who is evil, somebody who is, has, has absolutely gone against righteousness, against uh, uh, right and, and done wrong, and they seem to be able to get away with it. And take a look at oppression or some innocence being destroyed or the weak being oppressed. Oh, my goodness. Just the fact that evil exists in a world where we were created by an all-powerful being. Yes, he does have the power to step in. And God does have the ability to make things right immediately. But you know something, folks? That's not how he works. Hey, the verse that we started with, the principle is justice, judgment, and or reward 
is delayed. The way that he works requires dealing with him in faith because he promises things will be made right, but they're not made right yet, so you've got to believe him or not believe him or deny what he promises. Isn't that the way faith works? Hebrews 11.6. What a great verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that, number one, he is... And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You, a God that you cannot see, first of all, you've got to affirm, yes, he exists. But number two, that he does what he says he's going to do. He is a rewarder of them. That means God promises a blessing if you do this. So that if you do that, you might not get it immediately, but you'll get it. When he warns of judgment, although he won't judge immediately, you're going to get it if you go contrary to God's word. So anybody that deals with God, we've got to deal with God in this understanding of faith, which is, I don't see it, but i got to trust what he says is true, and he's going to stand behind it. So um, seeing that, as a matter of fact, it's just this feature of a delayed judgment or maybe delayed reward, <clears throat> regardless of whether it's you know, doing something bad <coughs> and getting clobbered for it or doing something good and getting rewarded for it, it doesn't, it, many, many times it does not happen immediately. It's delayed. It's delayed. Some of you young people that are uh, uh, coming up in your, in your adulthood, and you're looking forward to what God would have for you. Man, there's a temptation today. By the way, our teen department is, is doing so well, doing so well with such great um, counsel and preaching and lessons and everything else. I've sit in the situation times where I hear our, our youth leaders teach our young people. What a wonderful thing to hear that. And, and some of our young people, they, they, they're in that situation where all of life is before them and they could trust God and hold true and be pure, or they can go the world's way, they can, they can do what the world says, or <clears throat> they can go off the path and disobedience, and they have this choice, <clears throat> but it's not going to be an immediate reward. It's going to be somebody who stays faithful and stays true and honors God, and eventually that one, as the Bible says, will come forth of them all. But it's not today. It might not be tomorrow. But you know what? Over the entire life, I'm looking back on a life, my life, that back when I was a teenager, I decided, I just got saved, I decided I'm going to follow God. I don't, I don't care, I'm just going to follow God. I don't, I'm not going to worry about the scoreboard, I'm just going to follow God. And you know what? Today, looking back, what a wonderful life. <laughs> I'm so glad that I followed God. I'm so glad that God is so good to give mercy upon me and, and work with me and and give me joy and a, and a purpose and peace. And I, <clears throat> you're looking at the happiest man of Wooden Valley Baptist Church right now. <laughs> I, just, I, am, I am one happy camper. The Lord is, I want to say the Lord is good. But it didn't just happen. No, no, I had to say, I am going to do it God's way. And there's years and years 
weeks and weeks, months and months, that I would try to do what God wanted me to do, and it didn't seem like it was panning out, and it seemed like other people were getting way far ahead of me. And you know what? Now, looking back over the years, and I've tried to stay faithful to the Lord, what a blessing. <laughs> and, and some of those friends that didn't stay faithful to the Lord, I look at them and their lives and, and who they are, where they are, I'm so glad I'm not in their shoes. So glad. Why? Because God does reward, but sometimes he doesn't reward immediately. That's what, the, what we're talking about. A delayed judgment or a delayed reward. That's the way that God works. It drives all acts and victories of faith. The way that you deal with God, <clears throat> you've got to understand God works this way. Consider Noah. There in Hebrews 11, you remember we just read that verse. Hebrews 11, verse number 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God <clears throat> of things not seen as yet, they never saw rain before that, by the way. God chose to uh, have a sprinkler system on earth where he, he did it by dew and by, uh, you know, that from the earth. And it wasn't the same kind of an atmosphere that we have today, which is why that we can kind of look back and say, well, okay, there was an atmospheric change because the Bible says when God created the earth, there was waters above the firmament and waters under the firmament, and there was air, but there's waters. What was that? Some kind of a ice cloud or what, uh, ice uh, canopy? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure because we weren't there, but we do know that it, it never rained prior to the time that it rained in the great flood. Never before that. And Noah's here saying, God said he's going to drop water from the sky and there's going to be a great flood and everybody's going to drown and here's a place to, to uh, escape. Here's an ark. This is the God's salvation he's provided here. Get on the ark with us. And so here he is. It says, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by Faith, what a word, faith, believing God before the judgment or the reward, believing what God said, because God doesn't work in our timetable. God doesn't make uh, instant karma YouTubes. <laughs> it's a blessing when we see that every once in a while, but God don't make those YouTubes because many, many times it's not instant karma. It's delayed judgment or delayed reward now think of it there was a great delay of divine action on a, on the part of god back in noah's day the bible says he preached for 120 years he's a preacher of righteousness and he had one message with one point judgment is coming <laughs> you know they they knew about that they heard about that but it was such a big deal that uh, uh i mean this Giant boat in the middle of... There was no water around where he built it. He built it on dry dock. How could he even get that to a, a, a lake or whatever? Come on, Noah, he's a nut. And, and here he is. He's building this boat for 120 years, a giant undertaking, and he's preaching the word of God for that 100... That's a long delay, folks. A long delay. After God said, okay, that's enough. Remember in, in Genesis chapter uh, 6 where he looks over the humanity and says, that's enough, that's enough, it's over with, judgment's coming, Noah, build a, a boat. For 120 years he preached. That's a long delay. That's not instant karma, is it? So it was a delay on the part of God for 120 years of long suffering, of opportunity to submit, for the, the crowd to break, 
for people to accept the word, the, the promise, the warning of God, to repent of their sins. The long time of a, of a delay of judgment. You remember when Nineveh was, was sent to, uh, uh, what's his name? Jonah was sent to Nineveh. And uh, he preached. You remember his message? It wasn't 40 seconds and Nineveh will be destroyed. No, 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 no. What did he say? 40 what? Days. Over a month. He, God didn't, I mean, God was done. There was, they, they had crossed the line and God said, okay, judgment. But you know what? I, I sure want them guys to repent. I'd sure like them to turn. And he, so he didn't give immediate judgment. Thank God he didn't. Thank God it's not an immediate. Well, and that's what he did. He gave them 40 days. And you look at, that's the way that God works. You remember Moses in his life in Hebrews eleven twenty four by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He looked at what God said, he looked at what God promised, and he believed it. He says, yeah, I put my faith, I, I, I put stock into what God said. It was this season of trial and affliction that he was going through to be on the out of uh, Egypt and the, the royal family and, and everything else to be uh, counted with the people of God, counted as a, an enemy. He traded in opulence. He traded in wealth. He tra traded in position for nothing, for what he had with the people of God that were, that were uh, despised and, and they were kicked out. But he, he traded it in for eternal reward. He traded it in for position that he wasn't going to get here on earth. <clears throat> it was delayed. But because he had respect unto the, what God said, respect to the promises of God, it was delayed. It wasn't immediate. And that's exactly what Christ was tempted with by Satan. You remember in the wilderness when he came, his first presentation, the first thing after he did uh, after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness, tempted by Satan, and Satan says, bow down right here and now, and I'll grant you all the beauties and all the opulence of the world. <laughs> I was talking to an atheist at the uh, um, meet the pastor thing. By the way, if you ever want to come uh, to counsel or just talk or whatever, uh, to meet the pastor, I'm at the coffee shop. Uh, it's not... This one closed down, so it's... Uh, I closed down coffee shops. So anyway, this one was... Uh, it's in uh, downtown Bothell. Really, a really good coffee. I'm good coffee. This is good coffee. The Tully's was... You know. But this is good coffee. Yeah. Maybe this shouldn't be on... <laughs> ragging down different places. Uh, it shouldn't, shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't record this. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, but the Tully's had had the atmosphere. It was a perfect place to meet, to sit down. It was a really good, and now it's a math lesson something. It's like, no, lost a good place like that. You did hear about the restaurant on the moon, right? Great food, but uh, no atmosphere. Anyway, okay, so all right. this place on, in Bothell, the, the cottage, has great atmosphere and great coffee. Yeah, it's wonderful. Anyway, I said all that, what a rabbit trail. I'm talking about back when I was there in Tully's, and a friend of mine that started coming, <clears throat> developed a relationship, he was an atheist, and he said, I can't, he says, Rich, I can't believe the Bible. I said, what do you mean you can't believe the Bible? He says, oh, you can prove that it's wrong. 
I go, I gave him my Bible. I said, here, prove it. He didn't know where to find it, but he told me about it. I turned to the passage. It was where Satan tempted the Lord. And the Bible says that Satan showed him all the, the uh, 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 kingdoms of the earth in the wilderness. <clears throat> showed all the kingdoms of the, of the earth. And says, these will I give you if you bow down and worship me. And I'm saying, what is that? Why would that disprove the Bible? He says, there in the wilderness, in the desert, you know, the, the earth is a curvature. You really can't see all the kingdoms of the earth. There's no way that he could show him all the kingdoms of the earth. And I took out my little phone and I said, you know what? I could show you that right here. How about this, you know? You're telling me that we have technology to do this kind of stuff, and Satan, who is much, much more advanced than we are, doesn't have the wherewithal to show images of all the kingdoms of the world? Come on! Oh, God! What, anyway? Um, that's not what I was... The, 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 the story of Satan tempting Christ, he said, as he showed him all the toys, he showed him all the treasures... All the world and said, listen, you don't have to go to the cross. You can have it now. Immediate. Just bow down to me and I'll, give the, I'll grant that to you. Which he had the key to that. He had the, the, the uh, ability to do that. He's the prince of the power of the air. The Bible says the God of this world. At least right now. Right here, right now. And, he, and it was a, a bona fide offer. He says, Jesus, bow down to me right now. And you know what? You don't have to wait. There, no, it'll be instant karma, instant reward. You bow down, I'll give you these things right now. You can avoid the cross and all of that. But God doesn't work that way. God works with his word, his promise, and there is delayed judgment or delayed reward. Thank God Jesus didn't go for that, and of course he wouldn't. All right, so look at our verse again. There's three things about this, our, our text verse. If Ecclesiastes 8.11, now we'll be done. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Now understanding the concept of this verse, what we're talking about, delayed judgment, delayed reward. If we understand these concepts, then we understand, number one, the false sense of getting away with it. There's probably a word for that I couldn't, couldn't come up with, you know, but people feel like they've gotten away with something just because a hammer didn't go smash them right there, you know, and they feel, hey, got away with it. No, you didn't get away with it. You might think you got away with it. You might feel like you got away with it, but you did not get away with it. The Bible says that be sure your sin will find you out. You know what? I've, it's hard to, to even imagine. Christians sometimes believe this. You can sin and get away with it and cover it up and, and see it no more. No, you can't. It comes out and it's going to come out because the Bible says be sure your sin will find you out. Nobody gets away with anything. Every transgression as the Bible says, uh, Hebrews chapter 2, every transgression receives a just recompense of reward. Nobody gets away with it. But because judgment is delayed, man has an evil heart that says, I got away with it. Here's Cain kills Abel, buries him or whatever, and God says, your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. He didn't get away with it. 
understanding the concept of a delayed judgment, we understand the false sense of getting away with it. You don't get away with it, not by a long shot. Judgment comes in time. Ecclesiastes 8.5 says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth... Now, both these two things are very important. A wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Not just judgment that God's going to judge, but he understands time. He understands how that God works, and it's sometimes not immediate. God works in delayed time. And a wise man understands that. Somebody that understands how God work, how God's, God works will understand that. So he says, uh, uh, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. He goes on to say it again in verse 6. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. Because there's a delay. Because understanding the way that God works is not on our time clock. A wise man will understand that. Somebody that understands how God works is is so far above because there's a false sense of getting away with it if you don't understand both time and judgment. Time coupled with judgment is exactly how God operates. This is not... Getting away with anything. This is God granting the wicked rope. (laughs) It's it's what it is. It's what he's doing. You know, somebody says, well, if there's, you know, if if God was so righteous and if God was so sovereign, why didn't he stop all the, why didn't he stop all the wickedness? You know what? He's just given rope. And then there's a judgment coming and man will be judged according to righteousness. So, Understanding this concept of delayed judgment, we understand, number one, the false sense of getting away with it. We can see that. We can see that in the wicked. We can see that in people that don't believe God. Number two, understanding these things, we understand the faith required in the divine decree. Whatever God says, whatever, no matter what he says, the way we deal with God is in faith. There's only one way to, to deal with God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he does what he says he's going to do, that he is a rewarder of them, because that's what he promised. Faith is required in the divine decree because sentence is not executed speedily. So that, that means you've got to believe sentence will come, but it's just not now. It's just not in, on my time frame. Believe that God stands behind his promise, his words, his judgments, his rewards. Whatever God says, he's standing behind it and you can't get around it. Parents, you do your kids a disservice. I'm telling you, you do your kids a disservice when you promise them judgment and you don't come through with it. Or you promise them something good and, you don't, and you're not good on your word. Or you say one thing and they, they you know, pick at you, pick at you, push at you, push at you, and then you just buckle. Oh, that's going to help them? No, no. Do you know that you are the authority? You're the representative of authority in their, their life, which is a mirror of God? That's why he says, this is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. Fathers are supposed to represent deity to their family. You know, how does a father, what does a good father do? Well, he provides for his kids. He loves his kids. He protects his kids. 
he, he chastens the kids when they're, when they're off, and he, he, he wants the best for them, and that's a good father. Of course, we got bad examples that are out there everywhere, but that's what, that's what we're supposed to do, is mirror the authority of God. And when you, as the authority of, of your child's life, and you don't come through, or you're, you're uh, too weak to stand with what you say, you are reinforcing that child to not believe, to do just what our text says. Oh, judgment doesn't come speedily? Well, then I could party. I, could, I got away with it. No. What you got to do is you got you to stand firm. Um, your wavering on your word destroys obedience and, and their view of authority and ultimate God. See, because... God, the way that God works, he doesn't force his way. He allows one to deal with him in faith. You remember that verse again, 11, uh, Hebrews eleven six, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For him that, he that cometh to God must believe. You've got to deal with God in faith. You've got to believe what he says, his words. Our words are so very important. Okay, so understanding delayed judgment, we understand the false sense of getting away with it. Boy, that don't work. Number two, the faith required in divine decree. And number three, the fool's disastrous party. Because we live in the midst of a society, in a world that are having a party. We got away with it. You can get away with nothing. Nobody gets away with anything. Because sentence, uh, listen to what God says here. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, immediately, Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. I mean, it reinforces their wickedness because of what they think that they, they got away with. Because the hammer didn't come immediately. Ha! Let's party. Fool. Fool. Ecclesiastes 7.2 says, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. You know what the house of feasting is? It's the bar down the street. That's the party with, you know, wild music and drugs and whatever. It's, a, it's the gathering of, of uh, you know, uh, rioting, partying. It says it's better to go to a funeral home. It's better to go to a memorial service where somebody's laying in a coffin and he's dead, she's dead, and we're, we start thinking about, wait a minute, there is... A time coming where we're going to stand before God. Let's read the full uh, verse here, the full passage, Ecclesiastes 7.2. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men. And the living will lay it to his heart, or should lay it to his heart. I don't know how many times I've used this verse in a funeral service, because there's living people that are in that memorial service. It's not for the dead one. They're already either in heaven or hell, and it's over for them. I mean, they're not going to do anything. They're, the test time is over for them. It's the living that should lay this to heart. And that's what he says. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. The heart of the wise, want to be wise? The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of the fools is in the house of mirth. It's not, not just talking about funerals, but thinking about eternity. So our, our verse, our 
verse that we started with that we want to emphasize. We'll read it one more time. We'll be done. Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. But that's not the end of it. It's not the, the party that we're seeing today. That's not the end of it. That's just the response to a delayed judgment or a delayed reward. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to believe God, whatever he says. I'm going to trust him, and I'm, I'm going to just know that reward's coming. He'll bless. He stands behind his word, his promise. He stands behind his warning for sure. Don't, don't worry. Don't think that evil is triumphing. It's not. It's just delayed judgment. Lord, thank you so much for this, your word. I pray that you help us to understand how you work. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we uh, try to follow your direction and, and uh, respond to you by faith. Lord, this is one of those things we have to, by faith, just trust. Whether we can figure it out or not or uh, figure out how to, to even uh, phrase it, Lord, help us to believe you, to believe your word. Help us to understand that that's the way that you work. Sentence against evil is sometimes delayed. Thank you for that. Thank you for your, your long-suffering, for your patience, for you giving me another opportunity to be right, to be right with you. Lord, there's a lot of people that are faced with situations right now today in their life, and they've got to make a decision to either believe you for reward or to warn against judgment or not to believe you. So, Lord, I pray that you help us to understand that that's a fool that will, just because they didn't get blasted immediately when they've done wrong, they're fully set to do evil, and it's a fool's paradise. Lord, I pray that you help us to be wise, help us to, to look to, to eternity, to understand time and judgment. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to, to trust you. And Lord, if there be any here that are lost without you, that have never been saved, Lord, I pray that today would be the day that they would uh, turn it over, they would come to you, that they would be introduced to the Savior who loves them. Lord, I pray that you just bless. I, I pray for believers, most of all. That's what we're talking to tonight, and that's what this uh, uh, message is directed to. Lord, help us to believe your word, to put stock into your warning, to your promise. Help us to understand that's how you operate, sometimes delayed. Lord, we pray that we would um, understand and make the right choices in Jesus' name. Amen.